It's here. It's there. It's everywhere. This, this song's in my head. everybody welcome back for another episode of songs in my head a podcast for music nerds by music nerds and as always i am joined by my lovely co-host Kristen. hello and uh back kind of in full format again um we were supposed to have a guest on this evening but unfortunately Uh, scheduling didn't work out so hopefully we'll be able to get him on in the future but we figured that we had already gone out of our way to do the research for the album so we might as well just go ahead and do it it's one we both enjoy anyway absolutely absolutely we both have a connection to it too um but before we get started with everything um how's everything been with you pretty good how about you it's been it's it's been it's been it's been a thing. It's been real, and it's been... It's happening. It's it's happening. Um, any new music listen, listening to lately? Um, yeah, actually, I can't remember her name. There's some girl that I saw on TikTok that uh, just caught my attention, and she's on here. Let's see. Sophie Hunter. Okay. I'll have to send you a link, but... Yeah. She's real good. She... I don't know how to describe her. Hmm. Yeah, kind of a rapper, but she reminds me of like Natasha Leone. She looks like her. Okay. Her voice is just great. <clears throat> yeah, you'll have you? to you'll have to show me that later. What about you? Uh, I finally got around to listening to the new or the initial release from the Scary Loud. Oh yeah, we listened um, to that in the car the yeah, one day. Yeah, it was it's really good. It's really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think maybe in the future we might do a review on that. We've got a couple new albums. I think we, I would like to kind of do some, some new album, new music reviews with, because I think that would be, I don't know, guys, let us know what you think about that. If you're interested in us doing, doing and discovering new music and doing a review on it. Well, I mean, I think it would be a good one because, you know, we featured... A Boy's Night Out. Isn't that this, this one? What's that? Who's who's in the who's in this band? Oh, Scary Loud? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um Connor from that's, Boys Night Out. That's what yeah. I mean. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. we've Sorry, had we've, yeah. yeah, we've had Boys Night Out uh, featured on here, you know, twice, so I think it's like a really good, you know, adjacent group. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean and, and I wanna try and give more exposure to to new music and new newer artists or up and coming artists, right? And some of our favorite artists have their own side, you know, side projects and stuff they're working on now too. So that'd be great to yeah. to pair that with some of the stuff we already yeah absolutely love. Um, but yeah, I remember you put that on the car. It was re- it was really good. Yeah, we were just kind of jamming to it. We were both like, "Wow, this is actually like really really good." And I I had heard a couple of tracks. Uh, beforehand, but I hadn't had a chance to actually sit down and listen to the whole thing until until then, and I, I really enjoyed it. Well, we definitely should do a review then. Absolutely. So, 
The album that uh, that we did our research on for this episode is uh, the album 37 Everywhere by Punchline. Uh, now, I know that you and I are both very familiar with Punchline. Uh, Definitely. They're a great local band. They've been in the scene for quite a few years. Oh, yeah. Um, I know I've seen them a million times, and uh, I've... <clears throat> I've I've seen them so many times, in fact, that I have kind of befriended, you know, some of the members. So you know, I mean, they're they're uh, a band that is very near and dear to me. Um, and this album in particular, uh, you know, was one of the first few of their like major release albums that I was started starting to get into when I was younger so yeah they um well it's their fourth album right fourth yeah. album but second album on uh, the field by ramen label second and last yeah um but yes their fourth studio album now they did have uh two EPs uh in there also but full length uh, yeah. LPs this is their fourth one and um, it was kind of the the follow up to their their first like mainstream release, which was Action. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that album is that's it's a huge album, um, you know. So I'm sure they felt a lot of pressure going back into the studio to to record this one. Um, but it was released uh, April 11th, 2006. Um, and like I said, it was their second and final album on Fueled by Ramen, unless you include the re-release of the Rewind EP, because they did remaster that and re-release it on Fueled by Ramen after they signed with them. So, but yeah, um, it was the first album that they did after um, one of the original members, Paul. Uh, had left the band or well parted ways got kicked out left the band i'm not sure what the exact situation was but his departure from the band um and i think in a lot of ways uh if you listen through this album you can definitely hear uh lyrically that they're all kind of feeling the the loss of, of that extra piece of the puzzle Right. Um, <clears throat> and they, they had a, a longtime friend of theirs, uh, Greg Wood, join the band in Paul's place. Um, so, and you can definitely hear, I mean, vocally between Action and uh, 37 Everywhere, you can definitely hear a difference in backup vocals. Um, but I don't think it, do, it takes away from the recording at all. Um, I'm glad that they were able to at least, you know, push through uh, Paul's departure. So, that was good. Um, The album title, uh, from what I was reading, uh, it kind of... And and I've I've actually seen um, interviews with, with Steve and Chris where they talk about like the number 37 and everything um and they had kind of have this 
fascination with the number. Um, and actually in the liner note, uh, it says the number 37 is everywhere. It is in your daily routine and it will surprise you. Look for it and it will look for you. Oddly enough, when I was preparing my notes for this, I noticed that my phone was at 37%. Right. <laughs> and I was like, hey, look, <clears throat> 37 and everywhere. coincidentally, uh, just a few days ago, uh, was 37. Uh, so aptly timed that we're recording this. Oh, yes. Um, do you have this album, like, actually? Like, yes. Physically? Yeah, I do. I have the physical uh, CD. Yeah, I was reading something about the, the note, like, the liner, and I don't remember exactly what, but um, reading that the, uh, but the album art was designed by artist Jason Show Green, and people were talking about how it's similar to the Shins album, Shoots Too Narrow. Yeah. Uh, it's really similar. Yeah. Um, but very, it's very cool art. Yeah, I love the art. Uh, and, it, and what I read, actually, is that um, in the liner notes there are 37 instances of the number 37. I know. Like an oddly specific... Wait, in the, in the notes? Yeah. Like, I think between the notes and the artwork... There are ah. 37 instances of the number 37. So. Why well, not? It's at least one one of the songs. <clears throat> oh yeah. So if that's if the lyrics are in the uh, the insert or whatever, then that's definitely one. Um. So, oddly enough, though, uh, as far as reception of the album goes, uh, it did sadly reach number 36. At its highest point on the Billboard uh, Heat Seekers 100 uh, in, in April of that same year. I was uh, confused by like the the lesser known Billboard charts because you know everybody knows like the the 200 or whatever. But right, but like the, the Heat Seekers. <laughs> I guess it's like the the equivalent of like the up and coming. Yeah. But like, why not just put them on the the regular? I wish that you guys could see the face we're both making. We we both have the the squinty eye, like the fuck, <laughs> the fuck. I mean, they could come up with a new like. Yeah, right. The billboards like billboards, abracadabra list, or like whatever. the 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 <laughs> billboards top one hundred squeaky peepee. Like, okay, yeah, we're number thirty two on the Billboard Hot one hundred squeaky peepee. Like, I guess that's or two hundred two electric boogaloo. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even question it. No, I wouldn't either. I'd be like, oh, but it has Billboard in front of it, so obviously it's a good thing. Right? Billboard's list of the top 200 billboards. I'd be like, yeah, okay. Uh, you know what? I I I'm just... Really <laughs> uh, I hope that the uh, Are You Going to Heaven or Hell billboard oh is God. on the top 200 billboards. Uh, oh, I mean, and of course its predecessor, Shackled by Lust. Uh, I hope those are both... I think Shackled by Lust is probably, like, I would put that at, like, a solid 30 on the Billboard 200. For, for anybody that doesn't know, <laughs> know us personally, um, in our town there's a billboard, and it's religious, but we note it, because it's between Josh's and my house, and we pass it all the time, and the hilarious thing was Shackled by Lust, of course, you, you, you need Jesus. Yeah, of course. Okay, and then it turned to heaven or hell 
which I saw a meme that was like heaven or Ohio. <laughs> right? <laughs> heaven or Ohio. But yeah, that's our favorite billboard. So maybe we should make our list of... <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll do like the, the, t- the billboard top 10 billboards. Yeah. Just for, just for fun. We'll see. They should have a billboard top 10 list of billboard lists. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Well, anyway, we're, get, that's we're a getting future, off. That's a future episode. We're way oh. off on a tangent here. Um, but yeah, the Heat Seekers list. Heat Seekers, 36. Anyway. 36, though? Come I know, on. right? It couldn't just been 37 and just been... Could they do a little bit, like, less good? Right, like, guys, come on. <laughs> to be on the 37 instead? You couldn't have just made... I, and I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure they probably watched it and they were like, oh, come on. Right? Uh, yeah, but, I mean, it, it, I, I can understand why it would have sat that well on, that, on the list for sure. Because, I mean, it's... So being a long-time Punchline fan, like, did you, like, listen to this when it came out? Or... Yes, yeah, yeah, I got this album when it came out. Because cool. um, Action was the first, <clears throat> Action was the first album by them that I owned, uh, but I had gotten it after it came out. Um, and then when this album was released, um, I bought it on release, like within the first like few days. So I was gonna bring it with me, but I forgot. <clears throat> yeah, I think. Um... Punchline was one of those bands that we discussed early on when we were talking about our music connections. and I mean, that's really why we started doing the show is like, okay, well, there's some that you like, some that I like, and then some that intersected in the middle. Yeah. And I know when you mentioned that they were one of your favorites and that you've seen them a bunch of times, I was like, you know what? I saw them in like Church Basement or VFW or something years ago. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah, because that was another another crossover that we had. Where we were like, oh yeah, we've we've both seen this same band, the same local band in really weird venues. Yeah, and like I had been out of you know, paying attention to like local bands for a while. You know, when I had kids and all that kind of stopped going to shows. So it was really cool that uh, they were still playing. Yeah. And that they were as big as they are. Right. Huge in Japan. Really. Yeah, they're real big in Japan. I mean, Japan knows what's up. Yeah, I mean they do. I don't. I don't blame them. They're way ahead of us. Listen, I'll I'll have to show you the video later, and if I remember when we post the <laughs> episode and everything, I'll post the link. But there is video, because if if you can believe this, um, and again, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I think that it's a <laughs> suitable thing to mention because they're currently celebrating the anniversary of the action record right now um and i always remember this one video from the tour that they did on that because they were the headliners and their opening act was fallout boy oh wow and there's a video uh that floats around from time to time um and it's a live show in japan and pat from fallout boy pat stumpf joins them on stage for heart transplant to sing vocals with them and it's a wild fucking video but they i I remember watching interviews with them talking about and i i I think i've actually talked to chris uh a few times about like their tours and stuff and they always say that like when they go to japan it's high energy while the music is going and then as soon as it stops like the room just is at a standstill and they're like 
politely waiting for the next song to start. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so they said that, like, the cultural difference is very, very interesting. So anyway, tangents aside, let's, uh, let's get back to the <laughs> Tangents album. aside, we think they're a great band. They're a great band. I mean, I've only, not counting the VFW time and the, the times a long time before, but, yeah, three times with you, I think, we've seen together. Yeah, that's Blithely Please, we saw them with, um, in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, with um, Less Less than Jake. Jake. And then with the recent show this past year. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's make it some more. Yeah. All right, on to the album. So, we'll do everything as we do on this show in true Songs in My Head fashion. We'll go track to track, talk about it. Let's talk about it! I'll let you drive because this is your territory, and then I'll just chime in. Sounds good. So... The first track on the album is the song Flashlight. Not to be confused with Fleshlight. God, I was just going to say that. <clears throat> Get out of um, my head. <laughs> uh, strong opener. That'd be a completely different song. If oh, was... yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's dark down there. You need a flashlight. <laughs> um, strong opening track. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very in-your-face... Um, it's dangerous to go low and take this. <sighs> oh. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it's. I think it's a great way to open up this album. Um, oh yeah, it's high energy. Like yeah, super comes in, came out swinging. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, and it seems to kind of <clears throat> you're you're gonna f- find a theme on this album, I think, and it, it's definitely the. The falling out of a friendship or a long-time relationship um and i think this one is definitely like the mark of a falling out uh with somebody close to you and kind of the the work and time that they know they're going to have to put into healing from it at least that's kind of what i get Oh yeah, that's exactly what uh, I wrote. I wrote out of, out of the lyrics and everything. Yeah, old friendship or relationship that failed. Um, Featuring guest vocals by what Anthony Ranieri. I was just about to say that. It features guest vocals from Anthony Ranieri and Jack O'Shea from Bayside. Okay. And uh, Vinnie Caruana from I Am the Avalanche and The Movie Life. Um, And it's really funny because I've listened to this album so many times and I always wondered who uh and it's it's really funny because if you look at the um one of the websites i looked at in the credits like who's on the track by track mm-hmm. um they have anthony ranieri credited on there as um says a swear like it's like uh backup vocals says a swear or with his dirty fucking mouth or something like oh, that oh god like I'll, I'll have to show you it. I, when I was looking at the research stuff. Um, yeah, when I was looking at um, just general notes about the album, they were talking about how the album <clears throat> is dedicated to the life and times of John Beats Hallahan yeah. of Bayside, who passed away like the year before the album came out. So, yeah. I mean, it seems kind of fitting that like they're also featured here, and you know. Well, I mean, and 
uh, on the flip side of things, Steve was featured um, on Bayside's album, uh, and we'll talk we'll about get to that, that later. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it's a very strong start. Um, you know, I think it's just a really, really high energy kind of punch in the face kind of. Opening. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, the 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 chorus part I think is is really powerful. The words can make you feel like feathers, but all my friends they know you better. I know we all know the same excuse does not make it true. Right. And it's like that's got a lot of feeling behind it. Yeah, absolutely. It it's definitely. One line that always sticks sticks out to me is, uh, despite the lies, you swear to God it's true. And it's just like, it, it, it really, you can definitely feel the the, the hurt that's mm-hmm. in this song. So Yeah, the other part, part, part that I noted at the end where they're going, it's dark down there and you need a flashlight, then they went to give me a flashlight. So. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of like them trying to guide their way out of out of this darkness Mm -hmm. so interesting like kind of play on on lyrics yeah and it kind of feels to me like like when a relationship's ending like you're you're almost like blaming the person for what happened but then you know that you need to dig yourself out of that feeling because you know you can't you can't ask you know them to do it so it's you you know yeah, and I also think that this song in general, as an opener, when you when you kind of listen to the the lyrical content and the tone of it, it's almost kind of like the the first the first step in accepting oh yeah like the loss of a friendship is like that that like angry because it's very it's like very high energy very angsty um, and it, it almost feels kind of like jabby like there are some parts in the in the lyrics where it just feels like it's taking like a really jabby tone well there's a few songs here that i oh I yeah noted that oh, yeah. but yeah i mean that it starts off that way and yeah. it kind of just keeps going oh yeah <laughs> um so the second song on the album is uh don't try this at home which i i, I always love this this title uh i love this song it's it's one of my one of my favorite songs on this album um, yeah, I was reading that was the only one with a video. Yeah. Which I didn't see. Did you watch it? Oh, uh, yeah. I've, I'll have to go back and I've watch seen it. this video many times. It's, it's a good one. Um, but it's, it's kind of, uh, I think it's a song about like, uh, being jaded about wanting to grow up too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you get there, you realize that it's just a bunch of bullshit, which like relatable. Yeah, I because because the line they make it seem so easy on TV. Oh yeah, I wrote that too. Um, that I, that part it always, you know. Yeah, the part that got me was the backseat's a dream when you're just eighteen, but the dreams take a backseat so fast. I was like, oof. Right. But yeah, I I got the gist of it. Like, it sounds like life's not what you expected, but in the end, it's out. You know, it ends up hopeful, because it's like I'm sorry, life isn't perfect, but I promised. We wouldn't starve. I promise we wouldn't starve in a small, dark apartment with big, bright hearts. So it sounds like you aren't where you expected, but, you know, eventually yeah, it ends up okay. But, yeah, seems so easy on TV. Right. 
Uh, and this actually also has a guest feature on it. Uh, it features Ryan Mendez from Yellow Card on guitar, uh, which I saw aptly titled as the the ridiculous metal solo. <laughs> uh, so like that very shreddy guitar part in the middle was uh, Ryan Mendez. So, but yeah, I love this song. Um, I think that in it's it's one of the most relatable songs because okay. it, it definitely when you listen to the lyrical content to it it definitely has that like yeah yeah you're right <laughs> like they make it seem so easy on tv but then you're when you're living it you're like fuck man this is hard <laughs> god relatable right um so the next song is The Getaway. Uh, and I, I kind of got like a, a kind of mixed bag of, of interpretations out of the lyrics for this one. Because part of me wants to think that it's, it's kind of like the coming to terms with the end of, of a relationship or a friendship. Uh kind of maybe parting ways with like a manipulative thing oh yeah this one definitely had some like digs in it because it was like you're uh, not human you're ugly on the inside i was gonna say but then there's I mean, also they really digs they were straight out <laughs> also i think it was a little bit of like calling out a diva kind of hmm. like the you know like you were saying you yeah know, you gave those kind of yeah, I just got out of it like a broken relationship or friendship, which I mean is the theme of <laughs> yeah. a lot of this album. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And um, I think that makes it relatable because, I mean, who hasn't had a breakup or a friendship fall apart? Sure. And I think we can all apply this to, you know, a lot of these lyrics to situations. Absolutely. And I think that's why, like, this speaks to us. Yeah, I think that's why this album always stood out for me. And I mean, them as a band, too, I think there's a lot of stuff that they sing about that we're, you know, connected and connect with. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, as an elder emo <laughs> over here. <clears throat> I'll have to wear my new shirt sometime soon. Yeah. I'll wear my punk rock shirt at the same time. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's going to be an Instagram post there. Perfect. Uh, next song on the album is Green Light. Um, and I think it's it kind of comes off as a song where you know you're kind of trying to make the best with what you've got and kind of make the best of the days that you're given yeah I got out of it that like like after like some sort of ruined relationship or big thing, like you're trying to reclaim your life after that. Yeah, kind of like a rise above the negativity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah something's broken, weren't meant to be fixed, so you're just like accepting. And if nothing's happening, then nothing is th- threatening. Let's enjoy what it is dull. I was like... <laughs> I gotta take back what's mine, yeah. So that's basically what I got out of that one. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a good transition, like... Be- after you know the getaway after the getaway definitely i think it's a it's like the fits really well again i think it's the 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 coping the the steps of coping with something 
Right. This is definitely like the acceptance part. It's green light, like giving yourself the green light to like move on. To move on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the next song on the album, I think, is is the favorite oh, of yeah. mine on this album. Mine too. Um, uh, the next song is Caller 10. Uh, and I, I just, it's, it, it's such an interestingly written song. Uh, and it's a storytelling song, which I think is different from the rest of the songs on the album because mm-hmm. it kind of is like telling a story of two people who just kind of cross each other's paths um, but are oblivious to the, the, the plate that fate has presented them with. Uh, and it's just the consistent running into each other Mm-hmm. years and years down the road and they kind of have that like why did this never happen um you know cause like they yeah how can you be in the same place as the same person and that many times and not meet <laughs> you know be at the same shows <laughs> for years I don't know <laughs> uh <laughs> ooh. Um, but I, I think the, that this, this song might have hands down one of like the top 10 lines from a song. Oh yeah. Uh, like in my, in my myriad of song lyrics I have rolling around, this one is always the one that sticks out and that's, um, maybe fate can only take you so far. Yeah, because, I mean, they talk about all the instances where they're, you know, ending up in the same place, but talking about how they have to, like, pay attention and make the make it happen, like, make that connection happen. Right. And this was the, this was the one song where they actually uh, say the number 37. Signed by the deli, please take a number, mispresents them both with 37s. Yeah, it's real specific in some places, and it makes you really, th- oh, yeah. like, picture it, you know? You picture those little numbers at the deli. Yeah, right? Fucking hate those things. They never rip well. <laughs> and they don't even really use them half the time. No. They're like, um, oh, fucking... Because you get like a 12, and they'll be like, I'm five. And they're like, five? Five? And you're like, 12? And they're like, mm, six? And there's nobody else standing there, and you're like, 12? 12? And they're like, like yeah. seven? <laughs> Bueller? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we've all we've all been there, so it's a totally like transferable story. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a very very relatable story where you're where, and I think that even some people in the kind of like one that gone away kind yeah. of story, I feel like definitely it's a relatable uh, lyrical content for sure. Oh, definitely. This song also has a featured vocalist. Uh, it features oh, yeah. uh, John Johansson from the band Strider on vocals. So, but yeah, I I I I think that this is my my favorite song on this this album for sure. Yeah, me too. And I think it's um, I mean I I liked this song from the first time I heard it, but like hearing the performance, it was like okay, well now it's like higher on the list. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Uh, I think it's a really good, like, 
middle of the album song too. Oh yeah, for sure. I think the placement on it's the great. album is perfect. Right. Because then it's followed up with a kind of slower, uh, slower track, which is for the second time. Um, and I, I kind of got like almost a um, like coping with the loss of a loved one kind of vibe from this I got it felt to me like like when you give someone a second chance and that fails too okay because you know for the second time it talks about how the bed has too much room there's so much food but they're used to the empty cupboard so like talking about all the things you know you seemed more dead than I could ever be kind of like I see where the loss of a loved one could come in, but it also could be just the loss of, like, that person and what they represented in your life and just being, like, dead to you. Sure. That makes a shitload of sense. Yeah. I remember when the days seemed so short, when everything was so right. And that it describes, like, when your relationship's the beginning and everything's great. Yeah. And then I woke up to nothing. So, like, I'll leave your life for the second time. From the in the part that I wrote down to was from the best to just dust on a box sealed shut, and I was like, "Man, is that a an image?" You know. That's true. But yeah, that's what made me think failed relationship that you try again. Okay. Yeah. Because I'll leave you your life for the second time. Like, yeah, I I actually now that you're kind of laying it out like that, I I agree. I think that definitely is kind of the vibe that the that lyrically that it puts off. Yeah, but it's like um real powerful song I think because you know you think of that second chance and you're always hopeful that like things will be better but a lot of times they're not right and like that facing that is really difficult you know and you know realizing like the symbols like your your bed has too much room or there's food because nobody's eating it and you know that box that you just put away like it's powerful yeah, it's, a, lot it's of symbol, a lot of symbolic you know stuff things, in there yeah yeah for sure um and i think that it's a nice kind of like transition you know transition into my favorite song title oh yeah the fake the snake of the birthday cake. definitely i mean i love alliteration so right rhyming it's perfect um I feel like this is just a song about like realizing how fake people can be in your life and um, the consequences that surround that particular realization. And when you see that, you're like, "Shit, I can't believe I fell for that." Right? Yeah. Seeing what some who somebody really is after you know you think you know them, and then you see that true person. Right. The line that got me was safe to say you're only hip as an hypocrite. Critically unacclaimed. Yeah. I was like, ouch. <laughs> but yeah, you know, there's there's symbols here too, like taking the long way home so you don't run into this person again, you know? Right. Uh, one of my favorite lines is in this song is, uh, when you figured it makes a fig out of you and Re, well, what's that really mean? It means where, you should leave. Where did I write that? Oh, I, th- I wrote that with the second one, the next song, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, because I wrote that down. I wrote that with How Could You? I don't know. I'm wrong but anyway um i bet i just messed up yeah um but yeah it's always funny with that that play on words of like would assume 
You know what happens when you when you assume things? Make an ass out of you and me. When you figure it makes a fig out of you and me. What's that really mean? It means you should leave. It's like such a jab. Like you're just like, yeah, fuck off. Um, right. But yeah, I I love that line. Uh, but also, I think that like it it could it could kind of show that that it's not necessarily a fake person like a fake friend but it could also be like a fake relationship oh yeah like somebody that you are superficially attracted to um you know so it can be taken well i think it's just something that isn't what it seemed yeah absolutely and then you find out that it's it's fake and there's snake and there's birthday cake i don't (laughs) Cake makes everything better, right? Right. Uh, So the next song is How Could You. Um, This song (laughs) definitely... I'm not saying it's it's about someone that left the the band, but I'm not not saying. Oh, wait, that line wasn't in the song How Could You. I apologize. Okay, well, either way. Yeah, well, we were close. I can't read my own notes, apparently. It's all good. Uh, we can blame the pen on that situation. Yeah, you know, the, the fucking pen. Um, anyway. Oh, supply malfunction. Yeah, I'm going to blame the uh, supplies. Definitely not the user. Definitely write a letter. In the crappy pen. An angry letter. An ang letter, because the re part doesn't fit, because the, the, the pen won't write at all. <laughs> Don't listen to me. Uh, but, yeah, this is definitely... Uh, um, this is somebody crying out in anger. Like, how could you? Like, how could you be such a... Such a, a shitty person? How could you just stomp on our friendship like that? It's just a fig in a re now. <laughs> it's just a fig in a re, yeah. It's time to turn a leaf over, but I don't see any trees or leaves. Or leaves, yeah. Why set something free with no reason to let it go? So it's it sounds like yeah they were they were betrayed by someone. Um, they don't understand, you know, why it happened because you know what what reason is set something free with no reason, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I gave you every little thing I could. Like it, it's personal. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this this is a very 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 personal song. Um, but I mean, if it's if it's the theme of oh, you know, absolutely, like failed relationship, things ending, moving on, like it, yeah, fits right in. For sure. But yeah, that 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 figure part, the best part. Right, you and Re. <laughs> uh, the next uh, song on the track oh, yeah the next song on the track yep next song on the album is um, Wars Will Always Happen uh, and I think that it's kind of like you're kind of trying to dig yourself out of out of a situation that you've dug yourself into you're f- trying to fight for for yourself you're trying to fight for your right to party Um, yeah i was trying to figure out if the war was a metaphor or if it was literally the war because of if thinking when this was written you know 2005 2006 
was like the middle of when you know the actual war stuff was going on too that's true i I, I didn't think about it in that aspect i thought of it more like uh the only time that i thought the reason i thought about that was because thinking when the album came out and i was like well you know why did i miss this whole period of music well it's when my my oldest kid was born 2006 so that makes sense but then it reminded me that's when my brother-in-law went to iraq and that's when you know everything was was huge so i was you know what got me about is it really you know about a war because talking about you know we always there's a war to win out there but we all know you're scared but look around at all those you know the faces they look just like us so talking about like the kids you know yeah the young people out there fighting for whatever and you know so i was trying to figure out was it a metaphor or was it or was it like war? actually war who knows so then i was trying to think well if it was the war who's who's the king so i'll hail the king for trying i was like but yeah i like i like your outlook on it too yeah i mean i, I kind of got more like the you know fighting for yourself um just kind of making making an effort to right the the wrongs and kind of you know pull yourself out of pull yourself up by your bootstraps so i have a takeaway question from this one do maggots have feet (laughs) yeah i don't know um yeah what happened we had it we thought that it was magic then the rabbits turned into maggots and maggots feet or bad luck See, I and I always thought that the line was, and maggots feed on bad luck. So I, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm kind of curious to know. Yeah, I, I might have to refer back to the the liner and see if because I feel like it's rabbit's feet because we're talking about rabbit's feet magic. Yeah, but maggots also feed. But do maggots have feet? I don't think they do. They have to, though, right? Do they? I don't know. We're going to have to look this up. This is this is why I'm so glad we have cell phones these days. Because, oh, my God, I know. Like, these questions would keep me awake at night. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, look in the encyclopedia. Right? Maggots. Do maggots have feet? Man, if somebody ever looked at my Google history, they would be like, what is wrong with this person? They are unhinged. Unhinged. Okay, maggots have one pair of tiny hook-like parts to aid in feeding and have no legs. So, no, they don't have feet. Yeah. Yeah, maggots have no wings, no wing buds, or legs. Hmm. They have mouth hooks that act as forks to scoop food in. I'm glad these things are tiny, because anything with mouth forks, I don't want to see up close. Yeah, right. I mean, you just be... <laughs> Although relatable. I mean, there's times when mouth I mean, forks would really help out. I mean, that's how I how I ate my Taco Bell earlier. Mouth, <laughs> mouth forks. All right, so maggots do not have feet. But if they did, they would be very unlucky. Yeah, that would be very unlucky. So maybe the line should be, and maggot, maggots' mouth forks are bad <laughs> And maggots feed with mouth forks and their bad luck. One of those two. Sure. We're just sure. suggesting. That, uh, it's a suggestion. My favorite line in this, though, was, well, besides that, because that was kind of humorous. Yeah. Uh, when the going gets tough, you're going to get what you ask for. Right. I was like, ooh. You're like, ooh. Ooh. 
Yeah, so I mean that just that that was like perfect at the end. Oh, also it has uh, guest vocals by Josh Bonner from Unsung Zeros. Oh, uh, not familiar at all. Neither am I. <laughs> Uh, the next song is They Are Strong Hands. Um, and every time I hear it, I can only think of Scary Movie. Uh, take my strong hand. <laughs> God, I forgot that. Um, <laughs> this is, I, I kind of feel like this song is, uh, trying to kind of take the the hard way to success working for your success and not trying to take any any handouts handouts yeah strong handouts um but yeah and then like kind of feeling the the accomplishment at the end of it all like just just feeling the self-worth of of working for what you're what you have mm-hmm um, but I mean, it it definitely like refers to by name. John Beats. Yeah, because my boy John Beats got my back. And then you know this is definitely like the reference to because isn't the song that Steve was on was they looked like strong hands. Yeah. And Bayside. Yeah, so. the song the song title is a reference to the Bayside song. They looked like strong hands, which I also listened to that just last night for the first time in a while, and I forgot how good of a song that is. I'm not as familiar, so I'll have to listen to it. Um, but actually, like we were saying earlier, this entire album was dedicated to uh, to Beats. So. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't know all the history, so I went and looked it up, and it's just tragic. Yeah. Like I had no idea. Like accident. Like while they're on tour. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine, and the fact that they persevered as a band. And right. like kept going without him is is wild. But I mean, when you've gotten that far, I mean, I'm sure that you know they they probably had that mentality where they were like, well, he wouldn't want us to quit. Oh, exactly, exactly. I mean, if a band is is close and whatever, like they would know that, you know, that's what they would have wanted. Yeah. The line that I liked in this one specifically was, I'm going to beat you in this human race. Um, but it was a good it was a good song, but more, like, more of a serious note, I think, because, you know, basically it's about the perseverance and, and like, working for what you, you know. Yeah, I almost wonder if they kind of wrote it as, like, a an homage to Bayside in general for being able to overcome such tragedy and continue as a band. Yeah, it kind of felt like that to me. I never thought about it that way, but now that like I'm piecing together all of those parts, it, it makes sense. Or even just, you know, seeing them, you know, persevere from it and, you know, move forward from it and, and using that as an example of being, you know, strong and... You know. Yeah. No, absolutely. Makes sense. Yeah. So the the last song on the album is called Exactly. Um and I think it's it's kind of 
the the looking back uh, and being able to see how far you have have come in your life and how accomplished you've become. Uh, because like they you know they say like I'm exactly where I'm exactly where I used to be afraid I'd belong or like I would be or who I would become. Uh-huh. Um, see, I got out of it that it, it didn't feel like they were happy with that. Like, look how far you've come, but this is like where I didn't want to be. Yeah, like it, it's almost like a like. Like, I'm here, so now what do I do? Mm-hmm. Like the self-fulfilling prophecy that you're you're afraid that you're going to end up somewhere, and you end up there. Um, yeah, and there was, like, the like the emotional speaking, screaming part in the middle, too, that I didn't quite catch all the lyrics to. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree. I'm not 100%. I'm not 100% sure exactly what chris yells in that portion but oh that was okay i was like is that was that chris yeah there's um some like it's like spoken word yeah there was a little bit of translation and um a couple of things that i read um but yeah i mean it's just the just of the song but but i mean emotional i think that it's a good way to to close things out because it's kind of like you're seeing where you've gotten to and you know that you have to work to to do more and be more yeah and and move yourself and distance yourself from these things that you did not want to be um so i think it's a it's a really strong ending i like when when the song ends and you just hear steve come on he's like that's it that's the end I was like, all right, I guess that's the end. I was like, oh, we're, okay, cool, we're done. Um, But yeah, I think overall, I mean, I I think this this is an amazing album. Um, I definitely agree. And I I think that it was a a great follow-up to action, and, you know. Did you notice the running time? 38 minutes and 36 seconds. God damn it. (laughs) Like, they missed the mark both ways. So close. Yeah. So yeah. close. I knew it was really close to 37, but not quite there. But then when I looked at the seconds, too, I was like, oh, man. But, yeah, great album. No, I mean, I don't know. As I say, it's got a few of my favorite songs from them, but, like, not... It can't be delightfully pleased for me, but it's it's close. It's a close one. I would say that probably this is my... This is probably like my third favorite punchline album. Huh. Maybe that needs to be a mini of a few of our favorite bands where we rank the albums that they <laughs> Or especially if there's bands that we, you know, share. Sure. Where we share our top lists. We could do that. Yeah. Just because I would I I would be interested to know how yours ranks on some things. Yeah. But I, I think that this was a great album. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a great one to, to do. And I, I love going back and revisiting this album, being able to listen through it a few times and just, you know, kind of reminisce about this album in general. And, yeah, for me, this was, like, a pretty new 
album. I mean, I knew a few of the songs, Flashlight, Color 10, you know. Yeah. But um, I did like that this is one of the one of the few albums, I mean, maybe Goalkeeper too, but like that there wasn't a lot about. So it was pretty much we had to, you know. Well, it was our interpretation. Yeah, like what we felt from it. Yeah. And I think you probably got a different outlook too, having known them a little more personally and the history like yeah. I didn't before I you know did this research so yeah I mean listening to this album for 15 years or you know whatever roughly 15 do you think it, you appreciate it more now or about the same or um I think I'm about the same. I think I've always appreciated this album for what it is. Um, I think it's a lot, it's a lot more of a raw look at like the human emotion and yeah. I think that it, in general, it's it's the total package as far as what you would want for the follow up to your major label release. I just imagine, I think, with some of these songs, I would imagine that listening to it, you know, at different points in your life would make different parts stick out more. Sure. You know, because they talk about, you know, relationships changing and things changing and not being where you, you thought you'd be. And, like, those are all thoughts you have at different points. So I would think, like, if I listened to this album again in, like, five years, being in a different part of life, like, I would get something different out of it. For sure. So. No, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, I think that this album will always will always be one of my favorites, um, with my infinite number of favorite albums. I think for me too, like I there's some bands that I don't feel sound like th this album. I wouldn't have known when it was made, like you know, seventeen years ago yeah. or whatever. I wouldn't have been able to tell it was that that old. Yeah, I mean, I think that they've just always had, like, a really well-polished yeah. sound. Um, you know, I, I think that... Like, their style hasn't changed a whole lot. I think that Major Motion Picture, which was their first EP, mm -hmm. which came after their self-titled album, was really the turn from a musician standpoint for okay. them. Because then they had that come out they had rewind come out and i think rewind is an even bigger step and then they released action and action is just i mean it's it's a masterpiece of an album i i've always loved that album so i think i think definitely this was just them polishing their style yeah even more while still kind of pushing pushing boundaries yeah i mean i and i feel like it's it's lyrically like let's say lyrically thick with like more than one c like two c's <laughs> that's true no it, it definitely is i mean like not as deep as like okay say wonder years but like i feel like you know there's so many like there's plays on words and just clever things that yeah, no, I, I think um, I think it's just it's I think it's well written. I think it's who well... writes most of the music. 
Uh, Do you know? I'm pretty sure it's a kind of uh, it's a combination between Chris and Steve. That's what I thought. Um, if you guys are listening, come on the show. Please. Yeah, we would love to talk we to you. We would love to talk to you. I mean, when we started the show what, almost two years ago, we talked about, oh, you know, it'd be great to have them on the show. But, like, now that I've listened even more and become even more of a fan, like, it would be totally interesting to ask some of these questions. For sure. And seeing as, you know, most of our listeners are probably local as well. Yeah. Definitely, if you, if you guys are local and you have never listened to Punchline, crawl out from underneath the rock that you're under because Punchline is wonderful. They're a great group of guys and you should be listening to their music all the time. <laughs> all the time? All the time. 100% of the time. No, you should be listening to Like we should have been playing in the background right now. Yeah, right now. Uh, no, I, I definitely think that um, if you have not ever listened to this album, you should definitely go back and revisit this album. Okay, so if somebody is just getting familiar with Punchline, where would you think, where would you um, suggest they start? Action. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would say start with action and then move forward from there. Um, and then maybe go back to rewind. And then go to 37 Everywhere. I was, yeah. The reason I asked is because sometimes listening to a new band, the first album doesn't always give you a accurate depiction of like what to expect through the full thing like if i told you to listen to no effects from the very beginning oh no i mean i would never I'm just i would just kidding you know kidding. i would never tell you to go back and listen to how to get kicked out of the mall <laughs> that's their very first album see that was my first experience i remember them singing much more which was on that album right great song though still stuck in my head after you know 20 some years yeah i mean Lived like rent free in my head yeah i mean like or even their their self-titled yeah. Um, you know, but I would always I would start a new punchline listener at action, and then definitely would switch them over to this. Okay, so sure. any punchline uh, future punchline listeners, <laughs> right? <laughs> so hopefully we'll be able to get our guest wrangled back in uh, for his episode. Uh, he will unfortunately have to give us a new album, but that's fine um, because I'm always open to listening to new stuff. So. And knowing this, this was his choice. Like I feel like what a, you know, it's probably going to be another good choice for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think that about wraps things up for this episode. Yeah. We always thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, we're we're working on a lot of stuff behind the scenes, as usual. Um, taking some risks. Risking it for the biscuit. I fucking hate when I say that. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard you say that before. I, yeah. That was the first time. <laughs> never say it again. Yeah, I'm never going to say it again. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like we have big plans this year and big aspirations yes. for the absolutely aspiration is that the right word i was like doesn't that mean like breathing in something <laughs> aspirations yes um the one thing that did come up is we tried the new energy drink yes we did uh yeah so we finally got our our um our dubby 
sampler kit and we were able to sit down and try it and uh, I really liked it I thought it tasted pretty good and um, I didn't have any type of like crash or come down at the end um, you know it was really easy to mix you just toss it in the shaker mix it with water yeah shaker cups you got were really cool yeah the shaker cups are really nice I, I do suggest if you guys is that sample pack like available on their site now or it, yeah the sample pack is available on their website um, I believe it's uh, WGG or W.GG well, we can link it but yeah I'll, I'll put the link in the bio for everything but if anyone um, wants to try it it's a good way to try it and you get a nice cup yes I would suggest uh, the sampler pack because you get two packets of two different flavor packets of their energy drink and you get a random shaker in whatever variety they decide to throw in there for you um and if you are going to check it out, why don't you guys go ahead and use our promo code? That's right. Uh, it is SIMH10. You put in that code when you get ready to check out, it's going to save you 10% on your order. So, not a bad deal. And we are going to have to order some to uh, keep us going during our podcast. Yes. Episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I, now that I've tasted the one, I definitely want to try some more of their flavors. So I look forward to trying more of that. And if we do, we'll update. Yes. We might, maybe we'll do a, a live taste test. We'll get a couple flavors and do a taste test. Um, but as always, you can find us all over social media. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Pod. Uh, we are also all over anywhere you listen to podcasts. That, of course, being iTunes, um, the Amazon one, <laughs> Spotify, and uh, SoundCloud, if you're nasty. Um, but, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Um, don't forget to tip your waitress. Uh, be nice to each other. And, uh, wash, wash your damn hands. Wash your damn hands. <laughs> we love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.